What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. This is a Wednesday mix. First, we talked NBA, specifically the Nets. First, Sean had to get a few things off his chest. Talked Knicks very briefly. Following that, we talked MLB. After that, we talked college football, went over the slate from last week, talked about what is going to go down this week, and then we jumped into the NFL last week. Made some picks for this week, so follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports and check out Phillip's most recent pod on Just and the Suffering. Um, he had us on to make some predictions uh, and enjoy the show. We'll be back next week. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. We're here for episode 263. It's another Wednesday mix. We've gotten damn good at these. Tom, my man, how are you tonight? I'm doing okay. It's looking like we might just switch to Wednesday mixes, the way my uh, schedule has us going. That's quite all right, man. I mean, listen, we got to pack a lot in, but it's all good. What have you been doing? Have you been like checking out venues and things like that? Uh, that, helping out with some family shit. It's something different every day. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I know. My schedule is a little more predictable with, like, my work stuff. And then it's like, all right, yeah, outside of the weekend where I might have to move some things around, I'm pretty much always ready. But, no, we're doing a great job with these Wednesday pods. Um, and, Tom, we've got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, you're damn right we do. Um, big time in the sports year, so we have a ton. Um, let's jump right in. We're going to lead off with NBA today, um, as the World Series is going on, NBA still taking over our pod. A lot of nets. I'm looking at the notes here. A lot, a lot of nets. Um, first off, let's talk about the nets firing Steve Nash after a 2-5 and five start. Um, I like to call it a mutually mutual parting of ways, but I don't know. Maybe you saw a different report. No, I saw the mutual parting of ways as well. I think it was a firing slash thank you for firing me. Yeah, it was um, It was one of those, definitely. Um, team looks disengaged this year. Um, I think even if they were engaged, they'd be terrible defensively, but they just it just did not look like whatever message um, Nash was giving was getting through to the guys. No, and, you know... <laughs> It's one of those deals where, listen, I, I've been critical of Nash, but I've also kind of understood that, you know, he was brought in to manage personalities more and the former great player, point guard, Hall of Famer that had to do that on the court. You know, it's going to be a little harder to do it on the bench, but I felt like he could have done that job. It was obviously the kind of coach that the team wanted. Remember, they fired Kenny Atkinson, which feels like, you know, 10 years ago uh, in the first year of this KD Kyrie saga because apparently they didn't like him and they didn't like the way he was coaching. So you bring in a former player, but over amount of time, man, you know, through injuries and this is part of why Durant wanted him fired was listen, there's no reason this team should be this bad. And I agree with Durant. I, I mean, listen, there's only so much Nash can do, especially when you're dealing with the headache and complete nonsense that Kyrie is and, all the other crazy things that have happened over his tenure in Brooklyn. But I mean, let's, let's be honest, the team, even at their worst, shouldn't be a team that's in the bottom half of the Eastern conference. And that's kind of what they were when Durant got hurt last year and what they are right now. 
I mean, I somewhat agree with you, somewhat don't. I, I can understand why Durant's upset, but also at the same time, I mean, it was kind of a one-man show last year. Harden came in out of shape, and then when he was traded, Simmons didn't play. Kyrie Irving played one out of every four games or something like that, and then it's basically up to Durant to carry the team with the injuries. And I, I think, you know, this isn't um, this isn't NBA 2K Ultimate Team, and this isn't uh, fantasy basketball, and, you know, uh, good luck to Yudoka dealing with what he's dealing with already from his own doing and and also what he's got to deal with with this team because he's dealing with two guys that just quite honestly Sean I'm, I, I I I guess we could segue into the the Kyrie Irving thing here and then the email and we'll just kind of mash it all together with Brooklyn Nets talk um you know, Kyrie Irving, he goes to Brooklyn after storming out of Cleveland and storming out of uh, Boston. And, you know, you ate, you drank the Kool-Aid, which I understand. I would have done the same thing as a, as a Knicks fan if Kyrie came to the Knicks. But, no, he wants to be here. And Kyrie just wants to hoop. And he just wants to play basketball and whatever. And for the last... Two years, Kyrie Irving seems to have done everything in his power to not play basketball. And honestly, I think Amy Yudoka has two guys, him and Ben Simmons, that just don't want to play basketball anymore. Yeah, so let's talk about all of this timeline, right? Because I feel like such a fucking idiot for wearing that sleeveless basketball jersey and laughing at your face when it felt like the Knicks couldn't get any worse and the Nets were on this up and up and you get two marquee superstars, including Kevin Durant, even though he wasn't going to play that first year. But the vibes were just so good about the team. They went to the playoffs. Uh, they land those two guys. You're thinking, wow, we're, we're actually going to be a superstar, a championship contending team, not just a team that maybe gets to the playoffs. And I've seen this a few times with the Nets. I remember, obviously, you know, when they got Vince Carter and then again when they did the Paul Pierce and Garnett trade and now this, obviously this is circumstances different, but since then you're right. I mean, it's been nothing but a complete and utter joke. And I do feel like an idiot for thinking that Kyrie was finally going to be able to be on his best behavior for picking his own team for the first time in his career, not being traded, not being drafted. But let me tell you, man, if you put on the bingo card that in a couple of years, there's going to be a global pandemic that of course he's not going to get vaccinated for. And because of ridiculous rules, he's not going to be able to play at home games. And then him, retweeting a post that had anti-Semitic rhetoric on it. Yeah, I, I would not have had those two, but it just goes to show again that this guy's completely unpredictable. He's completely toxic. And I think this whole situation with the Nets, I mean, listen, we started to see it happen this summer, right? You, you got Kyrie, the Nets are trying to trade him. Nobody wants him. He opts into the last year of his deal. Durant requests the trade. I'm bracing for him to get traded. He doesn't get traded because no team is willing to pony up what it would take to get Kevin Durant. So now I'm like, there's, they're just going to run this back with Steve Nash, who Durant publicly said, "I want him and the and the and the uh, general manager gone," and they just keep both of them, and then they just come into the season. Of course, it was going to be a disaster. How stupid am I, dude? Honestly, it was going to be a disaster. They play no defense. Yeah, you know, you've got this Kyrie drama, and just the cream at the top. They're going to bring in Ime Udoka, who if you had told me two and a half months ago this was going to happen, I'd say, "Whoa." 
what the fuck is going on? Remember, he was the lead defensive assistant when the Nets under this iteration of the team were at their best, that 2020-2021 season. And he got the Boston job, takes him to the NBA Finals, and then has his stuff. And we're, we already touched upon it a couple months ago. We're not going to go back into it. Nothing more has been talked about. But I find it absolutely incredible that the Celtics are willing to just let him go to the Brooklyn Nets, who they've had this rivalry with now for a little bit of time. It's weird how these two franchises are pretty much always intertwined. After, As you're dealing with the Kyrie nonsense, amidst whatever drama and possible wrongdoings that Udoke has had. It, it's... You can't you can't make this up, man. It's a three ring circus. Yeah, um, completely unpredictable. You said a lot there. You shouldn't feel stupid. You're a fan, and that's what fans do. I would have done the same thing. You know that. Um, uh, listen to this. Remember the Giants? How bad they were last year with Jake Fromm going doing these quarterback sneaks from the shadow of their own end zone. Right now, with the Yankees looking like they're bringing back Cashman and Boone and just settling for whatever, and now with this net situation, in 10 months, the Giants have become the most stable of my favorite pro teams. Sean, I, I really hate to say this, but New York sports is just, it's its an absolute joke. The Rangers are the best team in New York, and I don't fucking care about hockey. No, I mean, I'll, I'll watch playoff hockey, but I'm certainly not super invested. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's certainly... It's just, it's ridiculous. I, I've never seen a team that had so much promise fall to these depths that the Nets have. Well, yeah, and that's, you know, sometimes it is as cliche as we say it. It is a culture thing. It is a personality thing. And it's a how much do you want to play basketball thing at the end of the day. And, I mean, they 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 invested in a lot of guys in Harden and Kyrie and Simmons that don't really seem like – they want to play basketball that badly. Harden's turned it around, but the other two, unfortunately, are still on the nets. Um, it, it's crazy. And, you know, we already said it at the at the beginning of the year in the preview. The Kyrie's going to do something. I, again, the bingo card, this one was on an alternate card, I suppose. But, um, yeah, we already said we, we, we didn't we – didn't, we were up for anything at this point. What's what's Kyrie's next move? Because at this point, who the hell knows? I just, I truly think that he does. He wants to get paid, but he does not want to play basketball at all. On the Lakers, on the Nets, on Team USA, on Team Mars, Team Flat Earth, whatever he wants to do, he does not want to play basketball. Well, you know what you're seeing too is he's becoming, you know, that word toxic is thrown out there a lot, but it's it's very fitting now. I think the Nets in a perfect world would just cut him, but but they can't because he didn't actually say any of the. And if anybody hasn't like really done the research and they just heard that Kyrie said like anti-Semitic shit, no, he didn't. He watched this really stupid movie that was full of conspiracy theories that Am- that was on Amazon Prime. He reminds me of like one of those kids, like one of those college kids you meet, like friend, and they're just different they're non-conformist and they're like up all night reading about these conspiracy theories and then they want to go talk to you about it and it's like yeah they just want to argue not right now we're trying to we're just trying to have lunch like relax that's <laughs> Kyrie Irving and yeah like I don't honestly, think he didn't say anything but he put in this video there's terrible things that about Jews 
And it's like, do you not understand what this means by you with your 17 million followers? You're posting it. That is platforming. You don't have to say the words, but he's caught in this nuance now. Now him and the Nets gave a 5,000 donation. Yeah, yeah 500,000 donation to the ADL, the anti-defamation. So it's just like, what team really would want him at this point? I don't I mean- think anybody wants him. And maybe he'll say it in a press conference. I, I need more. I listen. That's a lot of money. I, I would love to have that kind of money. It's nice of him to do that. But we need, I need him to speak about this. He hasn't a yet. Too little, too late. No, he did. He he made a statement today. Okay. I mean, it was a little too little, too late. It just, it 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 just feeds into such hate and whatnot. When it's like there's, you know, he was a big advocate for the BLM movement, and it's just like, you know, it kind of feeds into those people that were saying. Um, the hypocrites that were saying all lives matter. It's like, well, we get it. All We know all lives matter, but that's not the task at hand here. That's the whole point of the BLM movement. Um, and then for you to be a part of this and then be a total hypocrite and, and, and retweet that video, whether or not you were thinking at all, and it's easy to push a button, but, you know, the the whatever word you want to use, the veracity of that or whatever, and then, you know, you got guys that are actually in this thing for the right things like Jalen Brown doing the opposite where he's a Donda sports athlete and he cuts ties with him because he knows what's right and wrong. And I mean, I, I just, he's, he's a fucking, he's a, he's a whack. I mean, he's, he's bored. He he's, he's, he's in Kanye range right now. No, he, he's getting close and it doesn't help that Kanye backed him up after, after Kyrie was going through this backlash. Yeah, no fucking shit he did. That. But exactly. Of course. And it's just like, man, I'm so exhausted at this point. I, I, I cannot imagine like, we're going to just wrap up this next conversation by me asking you like about Udoka and, and what this season could potentially be. But honestly, like at this point, I'm ready for them to just, come out and say, all right, Kyrie Irving's no longer on our team. We, we've waived him. We're going to eat his salary, and anybody can have him. And by the way, Kevin Durant, we're going to work to trade you. The second that uh, players who are currently not eligible to be traded right now are eligible to be traded, we'll acquire on any trade package for you, and let's just blow up this whole situation. I don't think that's going to happen because if you're bringing in Yudoka, that's not why you're bringing him in. But, I mean, talk, talk about toxicity, dude. And, and your Knicks aren't even playing all that well, and it doesn't really even seem to matter. You can just laugh at my misfortune. So let's just wrap this up with the Nets before we do talk about your Knicks real fast. Do, a, do you think Udoka is going to make any semblance of a real difference on this team? And, B, is this season at all salvageable? They're 2-6 and six right now. No, I don't think it is. I mean, I, I think if you could put Kyrie over in the corner and, and – and do what you said, which is buy him out or, or wave him or whatever, that'd be fine. But, you know, you have you have another thing. I wouldn't say a bigger fish to fry, but your second, well, really your third best player and the guy who's supposed to be the anchor and by far the best perimeter defender um, is is playing like a kid in his first year of rec league right now. Yeah. Yeah, Simmons doesn't look good at all, and he's missed the last two games with a knee soreness. So, you know, that's going to spiral too, and – Seth Curry's only played one game. Joe Harris is working his way back. The team's not very good. I think it's fine. It's better than two and six. It should be anyway. Well, but. they're also dog shit defensively. But they, you know, and Yudoka, and they said it. Simmons said it on his podcast today. You know, this guy's a defensive guy, and he's going to get super frustrated with this team because I understood why he was frustrated with the Celtics at the beginning of the year and throughout it because they just they had it. 
but they just weren't doing it. This team just doesn't have it. They're not his See, kind of team. Thank you very much for saying that. That's such a good point. That Listen, I like the fact if we're just talking about him as a tactician, he was a coach for the 76ers when Simmons was there, and obviously he was the Nets lead, one of the Nets' lead assistants two years ago. So he knows the personnel, but this personnel is nothing close to the defensive, you know, prowess of a, of a Jalen Brown and of a, of a Marcus Smart and guys of that nature. So, okay, fine. You can want to do it all you want, but you don't have the pieces. Does Durant and Kyrie, are they really going to be the kind of guys that is, we've seen Udoka get in the face of Jason Tatum. Is he going to do that to these guys? And are they going to accept that? I sure as shit don't know. Cause we know Steve Nash never could. No, I don't. I don't really think Steve Nash is that kind of guy. I think Yudoka is, and he might try it. I don't know if they're going to respond to it. Um, you know, I could see this totally going off the rails, Sean, and I'm honestly leaning that way. I'm I'm going towards the Yudoka gets on him. Kyrie Irving wants nothing to do with it, and then he does something else that I don't know. Unpredictable. Who the hell knows? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try and guess at this point. And he's off the team, and then before you know it, Kevin Durant asks for a trade, and Yudoka's in rebuild mode, which might be another reason why the Nets wanted to get their hands on him because. Once the suspension's over, the Celtics decide not to bring him back because their new head coach, I forgot his name, the gum chewer guy, um, it just, it, you know, leads the team to another conference finals or beyond. They're okay with that. Um, I, I think a lot of teams would be vying for his services. So I think the Nets just wanted to get in him in there, strike while the iron is ice cold in this situation, and <laughs> and get him in there for a full rebuild. I think I think this kind of covers their asses both ways. So I I really think that I'm leaning towards this is going to be the the worst is yet to come. Unfortunately for you as a Nets fan, I think they give it to Christmas time. Uh, they're going to do everything they possibly can. Uh, to keep this right and at least give it a try with a healthy also, Seth Curry and TJ Warren. I think you're trying to talk yourself into this team, and I just think there's a lot of I'm redundant not. pieces on it, and I just don't think they're that good. I think they're so terrible defensively, and even teams like the Charlotte Hornets and the Detroit Pistons and whatnot have too much offensive firepower for this team even to stop, especially at their current state. Well, you see it every night. I mean, the Pacers game they lost on Saturday, the, the Pacers shot – 50% from three. Uh, the second game against the Pacers, the Nets were up by 24. They only won by five. And then last night against the Bulls, the fourth quarter, it was like a layup line. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not trying to talk myself into anything. I'm open to change. I would like to see change. I'm kind of tired of all of this drama that doesn't result in winning. It's one thing if they if you're going through all this shit and they're winning, and right now they're 6-2. and two, Okay, fine. It's a bit more palatable, but it's not palatable when you're being embarrassed on and off the court. And again, it's just like this is year four of this experiment with KD and Kyrie. This isn't year one or two. Like Silver, eventually, it's shit or get off the pot time. Silver lining for you, and this is like a long distance thing, in my opinion, is that at least you don't have a crazy Russian oligarch owner that's going to decide that one day he's super rich and then the next day he doesn't care anymore. Um, I think this owner is uh, going to, if things hit the fan like I think they are, I think he's just going to say, all right, let's build this thing the right way, and this will be a well-run organization from here on out. He's well, going to be he done knows, with the superstars running the team. Yeah, and he knows what that is because Cy took over when they were building that culture. And again, like we talked about with Phillips, right, it's 
we hate overusing that word. It's used way too loosely, in my opinion. But the Nets were the epitome of building a culture. That 2018-2019 team was supposed to tank. And instead, they were a sixth seed in the playoffs. They were a lot of fun to watch. They weren't the most talented team in the world, but they were a lot of fun to root for. I enjoyed watching those games. I kind of had realistic expectations. And since then, it's become very high expectations, as high as high expectations can get, only to be just completely crumbled. So I, I'm willing up for anything. I know the Nets are going to try to buy themselves as much time and see see it through but eventually it just gets to the point where you're you're running your head through a wall um let's talk about your Knicks real fast I saw they lost again tonight so they're now three and four what have your early impressions been of this team I think this is a three-quarter team again they had the the lead at halftime today I think they were up almost 10 and then they end up losing by more than 10 to Atlanta 112 to 99 um, I just don't think that they have the talent to stick with the better teams in Eastern Conference. And I just have a feeling that, you know, with RJ not making the biggest step forward, um, Julius still being up in the air, Brunson's not going to be enough. He's not that type of player, and we knew that going into it to where he's he going to carry. He has been very good for you guys. No, though. no, absolutely. I'm not saying that, but he's not going to be the – you know, put come a jump on my back. I'm gonna get you 40 tonight because we don't we don't have the firepower. He's gonna be what he is, and I'm okay with that as a building block. Um, but I think this team is gonna be a slight disappointment. I hate to say it. Yeah, it sucks. And and you said before too, like the Eastern Conference is so loaded this yeah. year, and nobody's uh, talking about it. Like you said earlier, just because the Nets are just. You know, the only time the Nets seem to steal the spotlight, except when they did get to Rhett and Kyrie, is when shit's just really hitting the fan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, for for the Knicks, you're you're a passionate fan base. You want to win, um, but obviously, you can you can certainly bask in some of the absolute stench that the Nets are going to be like. And I'm going to give I'm going to give you and and I'm going to give yeah owner of yours that I know you hate a little bit of credit. You know, he wanted no part of Kyrie Irving. He wanted Kevin Durant. He would pay Kevin Durant to miss that first year, but he wanted no part of Kyrie Irving. And the Nets, the Nets obviously, you know, bowed at the altar that was that duo, not to mention the DeAndre Jordan, which probably was the first linchpin in being like, wait, really? We have to do this. Um, yeah, and let's and shit on your GM a little out. bit, by the way. It worked. Yeah, the GM, Sean Marks, has not done a good job of building a, a championship team around this Nets team. Around the superstars. Not at all. No. I mean, from starting with, and Simmons said at the trading of Jared Allen, and I know you say they weren't going to be able to pay him, but they could have made another deal and gotten some more pieces back, right? Yeah, 100%. Or he would have been that that really important defensive player that year to go up against a little, not to stop, obviously, but to go up against Giannis and at least be that rim protector that he that he was and still obviously is in Cleveland. But I hear about your Knicks, man. I, I think you're right. They're probably a middle-of-the-pack team. Uh, but it has to be nice for you to see an actual point guard, right? Oh, it is. It's just it, there could be so much more if we just had a little more talent around them. But that's what these next couple of years are for. I'm glad that they didn't blow their load on um, Donovan Mitchell, although he's performing – Incredibly, in Cleveland, that's a much better team and a much better better situation for him right now. I'm still convinced the Knicks have a big move. They're going to make a huge They got the move pieces right now, man. They do. They 100% do. And right now, you're kind of just going steady. 
Um, and it's frustrating when yeah. you lose games, but it, you're, listen, you're not a dumpster fire. And like you said, you didn't blow your load on, on one player. Yeah. And somebody um, of actual value is going to get upset or frustrated at the trade deadline or in the summer. And we're going to be able to go out and make a, make a really compelling offer to whatever team that is. It uh, We don't have to go out and get a Russell Westbrook or God forbid a Kyrie Irving. <laughs> no, I don't think there's any chance either of those guys play at the garden. Um, all right, so it's obviously a pretty tumultuous beginning to the NBA season, particularly for me as a resident net fan, but I'm glad we got that all cleaned up. NBA's uh, like the NFL this year, very weird. Not as weird. I'm still being able to predict a lot of the spreads and whatnot. I'm doing okay money-wise, but still a very odd year. Yeah, I think teams are really trying to figure themselves out. I mean, Miami's gotten off to a little bit of a slow start. Philly, I know, has been erratic, but... Um, yeah, it all come to fruition. It is it is very early. Um, the Philadelphia Phillies right now are up two games to one in the World Series. Tom, I don't know how closely you've been following this series, but right now, uh, looks like Houston's going to tie this series up. They're actually pitching uh, a no hitter yep. through six. Uh, but tell me your impressions of this World Series so far. It's honestly been a pretty fun one. It has been a pretty fun one. Phillies won last night um, exclusively on the home run ball. Um, I just think that they're a very all-or-nothing team. Um, and if the Astros can just not make mistakes, they're going to win this World Series because you can tell they have much better situational hitting. Um, but the Phillies much pitching... Yes, and the Phillies pitching has looked really good. I do have the game on in the background right now. Javier has been, as advertised, all season very, very nasty. Um I still I still have confidence in, in Houston to win this series. I don't want them to win, but I don't want the economy to be any worse. <laughs> you know that. And I, it would be nice to see Dusty Baker get one. Yeah, I echo all of that. I, I mean, I'm sure you got a kick out of seeing Houston somewhat cheat a little in game two with whatever the fuck Framber Valdez was doing and whatever substance he was going to on his arm. That looked like it was just plain as day in addition to Martin Maldonado using a bat he wasn't supposed to, and it's like... Hey, if okay, you ain't you cheating, you ain't trying. Just don't get well, caught. That's the Astros mantra, so it's just like, oh, that's funny. And then yesterday I saw this great tweet because obviously McCullers got lit the fuck up last night, and uh, they were talking about him tipping his pitches, and I saw this great tweet. I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase it because I don't have it right down, but it was like, it's funny how... Uh, Funny how Astros fans are talking about how the tipping doesn't matter that much when there isn't that big of a deal when all they did was say uh, it's not a big deal when they knew that what pitches were coming. Uh, so it's just like classic Astro is just, you know, if it works for them, it works for them. If it doesn't work for them, then it's everybody else's fault. Uh, but, yeah, it's, honestly, it looks like it's been really fun in Philadelphia, though. I mean, Harper's home run yesterday, that place went ape shit. Yeah, I could only imagine that place is, is nuts. It's where I got engaged, in fact. Yes, that's true. That is very true. Yes, sir. Well, what do you think? Astros are still going to take this thing? I just think I the like pitching Astros. is too much. Yeah, and I eventually think that this bullpen in Philly is just not going to be able to sustain it. But listen, man. Well, you've already they, seen it. The guy gave up five, you know, well, Noel loaded the bases, but the, the uh, lefty reliever came in and gave up five runs, so. They bucked the trend all year. I mean, they're the least analytic team. You would never compile this team in today's analytics baseball, but here they are and about to be tied in the World Series. So it's it's pretty amazing. I still I still like Houston. 
No doubt about it. All right, let's move on to some college football. Um, Georgia beats Florida 42-20. to They did what they had to do. They stomped them out. We needed that win for them. Tennessee beats – oh, baby. I, I forgot this score. I saw it earlier. Tennessee beats Kentucky 44-6. to I mean, they fucking kicked the shit out of them. Um, anything about that game? No, I was just going to say those two teams are about to play each other this week in the game of the year. And oh, nice yeah. I hope neither, it's the game of the year. Neither of them overlooked their opponents this past weekend, which is good on them. Not at all. I, I do hope it's a good one. Ohio State beats Penn State 44-31. to 31. Penn State, I watched a little bit of this game. Um, I had it um, on my phone. Penn State was leading at halftime, but then that Ohio State offense turned it on. Yeah, and you know the thing about Penn State is they don't score touchdowns when they get in the red zone. They're kicking a lot of field goals, whereas Ohio State's scoring a lot of points. I mean, it was like 24-21, and then all of a sudden I looked up and it was like 40. It was 44, and I was like, what? It's been like five minutes. They scored 20 points. Yep. Michigan beats Michigan State, not even close, 29-7. to Yeah, nothing to say here. Big fight in the, lo- in the locker rooms after. Not good. No, not good at all. I think all four of those Michigan State players got suspended and there could be further discipline there. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you want to use the fists, that's fine. You can't use the helmets and, and any any things that can be turned into a weapon. Uh, TCU beats West Virginia 41-31. Interesting game. TCU pulls away at the end. Um, Oregon beats Cal 42-24. to So I guess you could say they took care of business there. Same for USC. A little bit closer than I like to see, but they beat Arizona 45-37. to UCLA beats a bad Stanford team this year, 38-13. to Ole Miss beats Texas A&M in a close game, but we're over Ole Miss anyways. Uh, Utah beats Washington State. Washington State, always a tough team, 21-17. And K-State beats Oklahoma State 48 nothing. I couldn't believe that. This game, I was, you remember from last week, I had this game circled. I was like, this should be a really good game. Both teams really, really good. Yeah, oh I think God, if you, uh, before it started. I think if you, if you put up a goose egg, you, I don't care if you're ranked number one or number 25, you should lose your number. You should, you should become unranked. Especially if you, it's not like you lost 10 nothing. You lost 48 nothing. I mean, yeah. that's, that's as bad as it gets. By the way, I know we went through those scores real fast. Look at that Pac 12, man. Oregon, USC, UCLA, Utah. Yeah. No, they're, listen, they're, they're holding it down. I mean, they're trying to show off before they lose two of those teams. <laughs> and it might happen this week because uh, we got some good ones, Tom. Which of these games really stand out to you? Well, Obviously, I just Tennessee meant when two also. of those teams go to the uh, Big Ten. Oh, okay. I thought you meant this week in terms of losing, but yeah. Um, I mean Tennessee, Georgia. She's Tennessee at Georgia, but not really. It's and you said it was in Jacksonville, right? No, no, no. That was last week. This is this is a true home game. Oh, that okay. Florida, the Florida Georgia game is always in Jacksonville. Handicap this game for me as a co- as our college football guy. Kind of, I'm I'm nipping at your heels here. Not really though, but um, handicap this one for me. What's the spread? I didn't look up at the spreads. I want your I, spread, hence why I'm asking oh, you I, to handicap I, it. I would say, let's see. I'm going to say Georgia's at home. I'm going to say Georgia favored by seven. I like that. I like that. I'm I'm, I'm thinking Georgia's going to win this one. They're home. That helps. 
but man, that t- that Tennessee team is so fucking good. Um, Tell you what, Georgia with the with the overwhelming at times with the anemic, uh, sometimes anemic Georgia offense, Tennessee might just be the better team. They might be. Uh, it's it's entirely possible. I mean, look at what Tennessee did to Alabama. Yeah, no doubt. So, I mean, listen, you're right. I mean, Georgia has had games this year where they've gone, you know, they could score on literally every play, let alone every drive. And then they've had those weird games where it's like, why are you struggling so much against Missouri? Yeah, I've seen a punter too much. Yeah, exactly. So this game's going to be awesome. Uh, Ohio State ranks second. They're at Northwestern. They won't have a problem. Neither will Michigan ranked fourth at Rutgers. Uh, Clemson at Notre Dame. Notre Dame did beat Syracuse last week. Do you see this game being close at all? We know Clemson's been a bit underwhelming at times, too. Still don't see it being close. Okay. This is a really good one. Alabama ranked sixth at LSU, now 15. I like to say Alabama wins this game, but LSU, Death Valley at night, man. This is going to be tough. No, I think it's probably the second best game of the week. Um, but I, I, I think Saban's just a maniac. He'll, they'll be fine. TCU hosts Texas Tech. TCU, they're winning every week. This keeps this keeps going. Oregon, Colorado. I mean, look at this Pac-12, man. Oregon at 8, USC at 9, UCLA at 10, and Utah at 12. I think they're all playing pretty winnable games, though, this week. I was going to just say that. I expect all teams to win, and Texas at K-State, don't sleep on your Longhorns. No, but after seeing what K-State just did to Oklahoma State, uh, I'd find it hard-pressed to believe Texas is going to walk out of uh, Manhattan, Kansas with a win. No doubt. Exciting. Not really an exciting slate, but two very exciting games, especially the first game we spoke about, Tennessee at Georgia. That should be... I don't know, maybe um, does ESPN, ESPN has the SEC, right? They do, but that'll be the standalone CBS 330 game. 3.30? Give me that at night. Yeah, CBS has the SEC game of the week, and they will make that, that one. Because I think Alabama, uh, LSU's at night. Okay, at least you got that. All right, let's talk NFL, man. Let's talk trade deadline before we get into another wacky week in the NFL. I mean, this is a theme for this year. Um, we talked a little bit on Phillips's pod about the Giants trade of Kadarius Tony. I like this trade for the Giants. Um, admit defeat, admit your mistake of the past regime, and keep it moving for a guy. Get some get some compensation for a guy who was not making an impact on your team. Yeah, perfectly said. I, I mean, we talked about it. I, I I can't believe they got anything for a guy who literally never plays. Um, and he'll be good in Kansas City, I have no doubt. When he plays, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that Joe Shane and Brian Dable are like, hey, you're, you're not one of our guys. Uh, we don't love the fact that you're always hurt. Maybe there's some character issues there. Uh, and they obviously identified him as somebody who, even though he's a former first-round pick, was not going to help this team. Uh, so good on them moving off of him. And Kansas City was able to buy low on a wide receiver instead of having to spend a lot of a lot of draft capital on one. Yep. I'll tell you what. I have to say, for the Giants getting rid of a guy and then for the rest of the trade deadline standing pat, I, I really don't mind it because you didn't expect to be in this position. You roll with the guys you have when you're – still in somewhat rebuild mode and building up a team for the future. And you're in cap hell already. Let, let's let's keep it rolling with what we got. 
couldn't agree with you more. I mean, this is exactly why I feel so good about the direction of this team, man. Is uh, so many times we see, and I, I never like to shit on them. I mean, we saw it with the Rams saying, you know, like fuck the picks. Um, Dolphins you know, too now. It, but the Dolphins too now. But look at the difference. Those two teams are really were really really good. The Rams last year and the Dolphins this year. And I understand that this Giants team is not supposed to be six and two. They're six and two with smoke and mirrors, and it's a complete testament to the coaching staff. But it is not because they are they have an abundance of talent. And I love the fact that they're not using this as a way to say, all right, let's let's you know go out, let's go for the goal, let's trade a second and a third for Jerry Judy, or let's go trade one of our second round picks for Chase Claypool. Like, no, you don't need to do that. None of those guys are going to drastically change that team. Look at Devontae Adams in in Vegas, right? That didn't change shit. So, I'm saying for the Giants, I love the fact that they said Pat would have obviously been over the moon to finally get Daniel Jones a real weapon. But they're not going to cut off their nose to spite their face, and, and I really appreciate that. I completely agree with you. Jets make a small move trading a defensive end, Jacob Morton, and the fifth-round pick for a fourth-round pick. I like when they acquire capital to move up in the draft, um, and this is another trade chip that they can have to move up even further in the draft if they like a guy. Um, I trust our GM. You have to. you got to feel good about, about Douglas and – Listen, right now it's all about just continue to play better. There's there's more. We're going to talk about the Jets here in a second. There's plenty of talent on this team, man. No doubt about it. Um, the Ravens beefed up that very bad defense that they have. Roquan Smith from the Bears for a second and a fifth. I like this move for them. That division is uh, it's up in, it's pretty wide open. I mean, Cincinnati, our boys, losing this week again in, in a very surprising way fashion um and and you need to shore up this defense you need to take advantage of Lamar's prime you do and I love the fact that they are always uber aggressive I would have liked to see them do something in the secondary but nothing was really available for them there Roquan Smith is a fucking stud and the Bears had a really weird trade deadline I mean they they trade they trade Roquan Smith to get a second just so they could turn that second into Chase Claypool who obviously is going to help Justin Fields they've sneakily been putting up points lately Tom but I still don't know if I love this move. I think they should be trying to keep as much draft capital as possible. I couldn't agree with you more, and I also think the – I mean, listen, I know Claypool had a pretty good rookie year, but and I know he hasn't had Patrick Mahomes throwing him the football, but is he worth a second-round pick? I don't think so. Yeah. I'm good on the Giants standing pat. Yeah, I mean, that was the price tag, right? I mean, the Giants sniffed around literally on every wide receiver available, and – you know, Jerry Judy was going to cost a second and possibly a third or fourth. It, Jake Claypool went for a second. Like, the Giants are not going to do that. And listen, I if if Claypool ends up being the guy that, that Justin Fields needs just to show that Justin Fields is actually really good and not just a, a good running quarterback, then I'm all for it. They should take some pressure off of Mooney, too. But I still think for a guy like that, it's a little steep. Yeah, and I... Uh, they've got – I mean, you need to block for the guy for him to be able to pass out of the pocket too, and he's not going to be able to be play the offensive line as well. So True. it's it's a big head scratcher, but they wanted to get a weapon in there, I guess. I don't know. That's expensive for my taste. A guy who I don't think was too expensive, um, well, I don't know. It's shit. I mean, if they can sign him to a long-term deal, defensive ends last pretty long in the league. Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins for – a first-round pick, 
and Chase Edmonds and also a fourth. This was a really interesting deal, and it sounded like your Jets were in on it too, but they didn't want to pay that price, and maybe Edmonds... Thank you to the Jets for not doing that. I mean, listen, I love a defensive end, but we're not giving up a first-round pick when we're not ready to win a fucking Super Bowl. You can't do it, and Miami's in a completely different situation. We saw it with the Tyreek Hill trade. They're just ready. You know, their timeline with Tua is is very immediate. I like this. It's very anti-Yankees. They're not half-pregnant. Yeah, and, and listen, we they can look back at the success of the L.A. Rams last year and say, we're going to fucking go for it. And for all the shit that teams sometimes get for really going for it, <laughs> my Brooklyn Nets, um, you know, you do have to appreciate the fact that these owners are all in on trying to win. Um, and the general managers are, too. And Miami, I mean, they look like a completely different team, too. Like going to get Bradley Chubb, man, that is that is an elite pass rusher that they're going to have now anchoring that that D-line. No doubt about it. They also traded for, um, I think, Jeff Wilson Jr., who I think is an yes. upgrade from Edmonds. I agree with you. Yeah, just another offensive weapon in there. Good, yeah, good on that. with uh, Mostert. Did you see what it, the, that trade now is finally official with all the picks or everything that was used as trades, the one that they made with San Francisco so San Francisco could select Lance? No, I didn't. It's uh, Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, and now Bradley Chubb. Oof. All those picks that they got, they used in trades for Tyree Kill. Or they used the pick to draft Waddle. They used some of the picks for uh, for Hill and Chubb. Is Trey Lance, would, I mean, would you would you trade those three players for, for, for Trey Lance? I don't think I would. Absolutely not. Haven't seen Trey Lance play. Yeah. Uh, Vikings on the heels of Irv Smith maybe being out for the entire year with an ankle injury pick up, in my opinion, a better, at least receiving tight end, one of the best in the league, TJ Hawkinson, for a fourth round pick in consecutive years. I love this trade. Um, Cousins likes to go to the tight end, and outside of Maybe two or three guys. There's no better guy out there than Hawkinson as long as he can stay healthy. That's really been the only question with him. Yeah, you're 100 right. I, I, my first reaction to this trade was, "That's it. That's all it took." Why? Why yeah. weren't the Giants calling the the Lions after losing Bellinger? Right? I'm, you know, think about these teams that just need a good pass catching tight end. If that's all it took, man, I I gotta imagine either the Vikings fleeced him or no other team thought he was available for that price. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, they got a steal, and and if it, aside from Cousins being at the helm, I really like this team. Oh, I don't know how you couldn't. They're they're a very talented team. I just sides. I can I'm concerned about the running game. They're very inefficient this year, but I mean, Hawkinson's going to help out in the passing game, and they have such a they have such a gap in the division lead. They're going to be able to walk to this division win. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. There, this is just. A, I think this is a move that's made for obviously the Irv Smith injury, but also this is a move that's made give Cousins another guy that as the defenses he's going to face get better come playoff time. He's got another safety blanket there. No doubt. All right, in my opinion, my humble opinion, the biggest. It might not be the biggest name because not a lot of people probably know about him unless you're a deep in the weeds fantasy guy. But in my opinion, the biggest move of the trade deadline. The Bills trade for Naheem Hines from the Colts. Um, 
the Bills outside of Josh Allen, I mean, I know they drafted Dalvin Cook's brother and they had Moss and they had Singletary out there. All those guys, let's face it, they're not very good. Naheem Hines is a guy who once in a blue moon can run in between the tackles, but he's just another weapon for Josh Allen to be able to throw the ball to in the flat. If defenses are trying to play two high safeties and take away Diggs and take away Gabe Davis, this is a guy who you can just... What does Trent Dilfer say? My favorite line of the year, take the cheese. Just dump it off to him, and he's going to get you 12 yards. Yeah, it's it's such a good Bills move. I love that this is the most important move for you. Uh, I might disagree a little bit there, but I certainly understand the angle of what you're coming from. Um this is well, the reason why uh, the reason why I think it's the most important, like I think Bradley Chubb is going to change the Dolphins a lot more, but I think I think this acquisition of Hines is going to put the Bills that much closer to a Super Bowl. I don't think the Dolphins are winning the Super Bowl. You know? No, I understood exactly what you were saying. That's why I was like, it's an interesting bold take, maybe not a Will Smith take, but I see where you're coming from because this is an almost perfect team. Uh, they're they're clicking on all cylinders. They're a juggernaut, but what do they not do well? They don't catch the ball out of the backfield, and and Josh Allen is the running game. And you get a guy in Hines who's very very adequate when he has to be, but you know running between the tackles as you said. But he's a master at catching the ball out of the backfield and and doing things in open space. Uh, yeah, and a lot of times, I mean, listen, you're still not going to have a great running game because Naheem Hines is not a three down back, but. This just adds an extra exactly. They, this just adds an extra wrinkle and and dump off to Naheem Hines, which he is one of the most efficient guys in the league at those type of plays, can be your running game with with Josh Allen. Absolutely. I mean, this is what a lot of these innovative offensive teams do. We see the Chiefs do it a lot too. Their running game are those running back or wide receiver screens. Just get these incredibly gifted playmakers into open space, get the ball out of the quarterback's hands fast. And and before you know it, you know, you've got a, a four or five yard gain on first down. Uh, Tom, probably the, the last trade we'll talk about, and by far the strangest to me, was the Falcons traded Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars. Now, if you're wondering about Calvin Ridley, yes, he's still out for the year. He is suspended. It only took two conditional picks. But what I think is absolutely hysterical is he's getting traded to the Jaguars, which ironically was the team that he bet on uh, when he got suspended for Had gambling. A good feeling. Yeah, exactly. So Duval County, you got it. You got your guy. Got your guy. Now he's just betting on his team. Not only is he betting on himself, he's betting on his team. Um, still think that's so stupid that he got suspended for the year. If you want to suspend him for four games, whatever. So I know you have to set a precedent with all this legal gambling. Just think with the with the other shit that people are doing in this league. I mean, you know, guys like Tyreek Hill are are making plays every week, and and he's out for the year. But that's neither here nor there. Um, future play. He's still young. He's Last year he had, I believe he had well over a thousand yards. So, or or the year before, one year he had a big year. Um, yeah, I get Lawrence some help. That's good. Yeah, he's a former first round pick, and you know he's got a lot of talent. And and maybe it wasn't all his fault and some of these other guys' fault when you look back on what Atlanta's offense was the last few years. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, he had his best year when Julio was still doing it. He's got Christian Kirk, another guy that can stretch the field on the other side. I think he'll be good. Yeah, me too, and I'm sure that they'll add another weapon or maybe draft one come come April. Oh, they drafted a good one this year in ETN, or last yeah, year, did. really. Yeah. All right, you ready to recap another wacky week? 
I sure am, man. It was a wacky one, but I think we got to lead off with your Jets. Uh, I don't even, I don't know what kind of mood you're in to talk about this game, but uh, the floor is all yours. It's pretty simple. We have the talent to win. We just don't have the quarterback right now. Zach Wilson with a major regression. Um, Still some bad penalties. Patriots are obviously going to be a technically sound team, but they they gave us so many opportunities to to take that game out of the balls. And Zach Wilson just couldn't do it, man. It, It was a... It was a shameful and sad fucking performance from Zach Wilson. And, I mean, I'm not slamming the panic button yet, but I'm definitely pushing it. Oh, I think you have to. Um, I'm like soy soy right now outside the door at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's just light meows. But it's going to be 5 o'clock in the morning (laughs) soon when soy's hanging from the doorknob and screaming to hang out with me. (laughs) Oh, quite the life you leave over there. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, man, you gotta be, you have to be, maybe not slamming, but the the hands on the panic button because he's not learning, and that's what you worry about, you know. uh, Daniel Daniel Jones, you know, they're they're forcing him to, they're they're taking all of those reckless plays out of his hands this year, and that's why we've seen a lot of his success. We're also, you know, he doesn't have the talent to throw to a guy like a Garrett Wilson or somebody like that this year. But, you you know, it, the first three years of Daniel Jones' career was, why can't this guy just hold on to the ball? Why does he feel like he has to make a hero play out of nothing? And that's what we're seeing with, with Zach Wilson, man. I mean, the two, those two interceptions, the first one he just – terrible overthrow and we know him he doesn't put a lot of touch on the ball but those last two interceptions the one where he didn't just throw it you know 10 rows into the stands and and the patriots um the the corner kind of deked him into throwing it closer to the sideline then that last one it's just it's truly just what in god's name are you thinking out there i mean bill belichick's gonna take away your best option that's the running game but you know what the second thing he took away was the ball down the field I mean, how many times do I have to say it? It's my mantra for the year. Take the cheese, man. Take the fucking cheese. How many times you got the fucking slot wide receiver out out in the flat? How many times you have Michael Carter out in the flat, you know, ready to get you 12 yards? Just take the goddamn cheese. I mean, how do I know this? And he doesn't. Well, what I'm concerned with was his post-game press conference where he said, like, you know, it gets boring, you know, going back to the – going doing a three and out and getting back on. Oh, fuck off. You know, what's not boring is winning. I, that was a very concerning press conference. I was, trust me, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hold it in right now. I really am. Um, I'm letting you have the anger on this pod being a Nets fan. It's more, you more kind (laughs) of laughed it off, but you you can join in. Uh, If you got me last night, I might've lost it, but I was, I've had like all day listening to so much shit about the Nets where I'm like, desensitized to it but honestly man i feel bad for you because this is a game you know we're so used to the patriots there's now 13 games in a row somehow that the patriots have beaten the jets and on in 12 of those games the patriots were clearly the much better team it wasn't even close what kills me was and i watched most of this game you're the better team yeah i actually think you're the better team when and you that's talk about the skill set that's truly what gets concerning is because you know if you're the Jets of two years ago or you're Jacksonville of right now, you're okay with this because you're not the more talented team, right? But we're, we're truly a quarterback away, and, and that's why my Google his, search history is looking up um, quarterbacks that might be out, might be on the move next year or NFL free agents, and it's like, oh, God, am I going to fall for the Kirk Cousins? 
Yeah, well, and that's kind of the that's the really rough thing because we're giving Joe Douglas a lot of flowers as we should. He's done an unbelievable job. This draft class is almost perfect, but he's going to be graded mostly on Zach Wilson and and Zach Wilson right now. I mean, I don't think that entire draft class of quarterback in 2021 has been all that impressive. Trevor Lawrence still does a lot of dumb shit, but I'm going to take the spotlight off of, off of Wilson right now, because even though he was a main reason you lost, he wasn't only the main, he wasn't the only reason. And again, I don't know how many times we have to record a Wednesday mix and we talk about a jet game and I have to talk about the penalties. John Mm -hmm. Franklin Myers, again, what in God's name are you doing? Mac Jones throws this terrible interception inexplicably. I truly don't even know what he saw. And Michael Carter II runs it all the way back for a touchdown. You're up 17-3. Oh, wait, roughing the passer on Myers. And I don't want to hear about how that's not a penalty or they got screwed. That's a penalty in today's NFL. you got to be better than that. It does it all the time. You've got to be better than that. You're you're up 10 – what was it? It was 10-6 at halftime. You would have been up 17-3 at halftime. Think how different that is. That game might be over, and then Zach Wilson doesn't have to do all that stupid shit trying to make plays. No, no doubt about it. And, and Salah might not be the guy because you're two seasons in right now, and if you can't run a more disciplined organization, then – I mean, truly, I don't know if you're the guy. You're not calling the plays. I don't know what you – I mean, the defense looks great, but that might go to the coordinator. Your team needs to be more disciplined than this because you, you've cost yourself a few games on this shit. Absolutely, and even some of the games you win, you know, it's it's closer than it should be oh, yeah. because there's a penalty or two that, that cost you. And, you know, that's just demoralizing for the team and also for MetLife. I mean, that play sounded like it was really loud. You've got a Jet team that's winning. They're better than the Patriots. You're going to finally break this streak. I mean, that place was going ape shit when he took that ball back to the house. And then once it, once it was called back, I mean, that's just a deflating fucking thing that a young team is obviously going to feel. No doubt about it. All right, let's move on to your Giants. I'm done with the Jets. I don't want to talk about it anymore. We'll talk about it next week. Um, <laughs> hope, well, the Giants are on bye this week, so we're going to talk about them and then not talk about them for a week. Um, Seahawks beat the Giants. Saw this uh, For the very few this season with how wacky this league has been, I saw this win coming from a mile away, and I went against it just to get a point up on you. It didn't work out for me. Um just it, you lost to the to the better team at home, I guess you could say. I mean, Geno Smith is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones right now, and and the Seahawks have a better team. Well, a couple things I'll I'll you know push back on for a second. One, the Giants were very much in this game. Richie James uh, gave this game to the Seattle Seahawks with two muff punt returns. That uh, gave them a short field. True, goal. I was shocked they ran him out there. Touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, and he got he got concussed on the second one. Hope he's all right, but they should have kept him in the Seattle hospital and left him there because, like, honestly, man, you, you just can't do it. And he has not been good all year, and I would say this was probably the first time where I'm questioning Brian Dable of just being like, you don't have anybody else. You literally don't have anybody else because even when he doesn't fumble, it, it looks it's scary. You'd think that ball's coming out. And listen. Geno Smith has Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Daniel Jones has Darius Slayton and two practice squad wide receivers uh, with Bellinger out too. So, like, 
I'm not going to say Geno Smith is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones right now. I feel good about Jones. I, I feel really good about Geno. He deserves all the credit in the world. But I don't know what quarterback could possibly succeed with what the Giants have, the, you know, at wide receiver. And I'm going to just continue to say it. it. It's not like I'm even trying to give Daniel Jones a pass. It, it just is straight up facts. He doesn't have anybody who gets separation. He doesn't have anybody that can possibly ca- even catch the ball when it's thrown right in their fucking hands. Uh, and the Seahawks did a good job taking away the running game. Saquon didn't do much that game. Yep. They took away basically the only weapon, which is what they needed to do. Ravens beat the Bucks. They came back to win it on another weird Thursday night football game. I mean, one year too late, Tom Brady. We're seeing that a lot in sports, aren't we? Yeah, a lot in football especially. Yeah. I mean, listen, the Rams, they haven't been very good. We'll, t- we'll discuss their game, but I mean, dude, this Tampa Bay team, I don't think is good. It's odd because they really don't have a crazy amount of injury trouble. Their defense is still has the blue chippers on it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Good job by Lamar. Good job by the Ravens getting the dub, but well, they can't run the ball. They don't even try to run the ball now. No. Brady's throwing the ball literally 50 times a game. I know, I know. And 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 at the beginning of the year, Fournette was the only guy producing. Um, I mean, I don't know. They have a few offensive line injuries. Maybe Brady's not getting the time he needs, but he's throwing some shit balls out there too. Oh, yeah. he. I mean, he's – I don't see anything – maybe you would disagree. I don't see anything arm strength-wise that tells me he sucks, but he is – He's really not taking chances in the, in the pocket anymore. The second it starts collapsing, he's throwing the ball down at people's feet. He doesn't want to get hit. No, yeah, he can still rip it when when the play goes the way it should, but it's just really not this year. No, it's not. And and listen, outside of Evans, it's kind of a hodgepodge of guys. Well, you got Godwin. Yeah, you, you do. I mean, but he's in and out of the lineup. Same with yeah. Leo Jones. You expect him to be better, but. I mean, I don't know. The defense, I think, to me, is a little bit more troubling. I would expect this defense to be much better. Well, that's what I'm saying. All the players are there, but, I mean, they're giving up. You know, the week before this, what, they lost to? um, Carolina. Carolina, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's insane. It really is. Uh, Good for Baltimore, and obviously we mentioned they got Roquan Smith, so they're getting better. Um I, I, they're trending in the right direction because that division is winnable. Broncos beat the Jaguars in London, twenty-one seventeen. Uh, hey Russ, you know maybe those high knees worked. It certainly didn't look like it in the first half. But I'm honestly, I'm surprised. Being the way Russell is, I'm surprised he didn't fly separate and fly private. <laughs> well, no, because he couldn't have told everybody about him doing all that shit. Nobody would have believed him. Yeah, he had no. it in front of everybody. The Broncos suck. The Jaguars suck. Dolphins beat the Lions 31-27. to 27. <laughs> great, great analysis. Um, yeah, I mean, the Lions are a, a, a cute start, but they are just falling apart. Uh, they hung around in this game, but Dolphins got a tough win. Hung around? They were up like 21-3, to 21-10. I know, but hey, they lost. But that's the thing, like... This team, this defense is just awful. Oh yeah, absolutely awful. And isn't that what uh, Campbell's known for? <laughs> it's what he's talked about. No one's biting off any kneecaps on that defense. Um, and two is just you see this Miami offense, man. 
they're so different with Tua. And I'm not even saying Tua is great, but, I mean, he just throws it up, and Tyreek Hill is going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to go get that. The amount of times that he caught a ball in double coverage is just like – Well, we talked about it last week. How many how many times can Tua throw a non-pick that should have been a pick? Yeah, a lot. It continues to happen. Yeah, he's the luckiest player on the planet. Um I mean, the fact that he can even formulate a sentence after those two concussions is, is lucky <laughs> oh, as now, it is. Now, wait a second. That's not right. That's uh, no, listen, I'm not calling it. I'm just saying it's 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 crazy that he's on the field to me, man. Yeah, no, it is. You you watch him play, and, you know, you, you just can't think that it's the exact same guy that's laying motionless on the, on the field five weeks ago. Yep. Well, I hope he's okay for the long term. Falcons beat the Panthers 37-34 in overtime. Listen, I know DJ Moore shouldn't have taken his helmet off, but the NFL and the refs, get over your fucking selves, okay? I mean, the guy was out of bounds, off to the side, and he takes his helmet off. I mean, and that literally cost them the game. Uh, I hope that kicker's uh, – actually, I don't want to wish anybody that lost their job, but he's probably cut because he missed another one in overtime. Um, but that should not have cost them the game after an amazing throw and catch from P.J. Walker to D.J. Moore. That game was fucking fun. And you're right, by the way. I, I agree with everything you said. Um, uh, the takeaway I had from this game, P.J. Walker, fucking arm on him, man. I mean, I think he threw the furthest air yards or whatever ball on that on that pass of the season and in a long time. I mean, Fucking forget about Sam Darnold and Baker at this point. Just roll with the guy the rest of the season. Well, that's what they said they're going to do. And Baker was like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I, I respect that role. And it's like, well, you have to. You have no other choice. You haven't deserved shit. Yeah, just be yeah, this one. You got to play the, the good soldier role. And, and listen, it looks good for my fantasy team, too. Another win by the big dogs this week, and we're making the comeback. Oh, there you go. You said it was about time. DJ uh, Moore finally woke up. Yeah, and maybe now this is finally the quarterback to get him the ball because he was he was looking his way a lot. Um, pretty amazing. They should have won this game. You know, good for Atlanta to actually win this game and, and hold on. Obviously, benefiting from the misfortune of Eddie Pinheiro, the kicker for Carolina. But um, this was easily, I think, the most fun game of the week. And the Panthers, man, they're a different team after trading McCaffrey. They just aren't. Yeah, and sometimes you see addition by subtraction. Not that McCaffrey was a bad guy or a bad teammate or anything like that. It's just you start getting some guys involved. You know, and their running game actually looks significantly better with Hubbard and Foreman out there as well. Yeah, oh my God, Foreman, dude. What a, that guy was just running angry. Yeah, I, sometimes I just don't get it. I mean, clearly McCaffrey's the more talented guy. We're going to talk about the Niners game. I mean, what he did in that game, but I, I just, Foreman comes out of nowhere and has this thing and he probably earned himself some money and he's never going to do this again. Well, we kind of saw this with the Giants two years ago during the COVID year when Saquon tore his ACL, right? They had um, they had uh, Wayne Gallman and Devontae Freeman. Freeman yep. And they were running really efficiently in a lot of positive yards. And like, you're not going to say either of those guys are as good as Saquon or even close, but you know, it was, it was helping win them games in the middle half of that year. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Vikings beat the Cardinals 34-26. to um, The Cardinals are a fucking joke. Yeah, they are. And and if it wasn't for the Vikings almost doing what they always well, do, yeah, they just choke trying. on their own cue. <laughs> they, they were just like, please win this game, please. Yeah, Make it closer the, with the Packers, please. R- right, they, they would have. But uh, fortunately, they were playing the Cardinals, who 
do not capitalize on those opportunities. So good win for Minnesota and yeah, Arizona. I'm so over them. I, I don't want to watch them anymore. I don't like them because yes, they have talent, but they're just, they're not, they're not a fun team and they should be more fun with that kind of offense with Kingsbury, but they're just not to me anyway. Nope. No doubt about it. Uh, moving on to the next game. Cowboys beat the bears. Bears. Welcome back to reality. 49 to 29. Um, saw this coming. I saw this coming from a mile away. The one thing I got right this week. Well, I texted you after that game. I said, that was a really good pick. I'm glad we used that uh, with Phillips because, I mean, listen, the Bears put up 29 points and they could have put up more. They went for two twice and didn't get it either time. Uh, also had a really bad fumble uh, that gave the that Michael Parsons picked up and just really high IQ play and ran it into the end zone. So they could have had more points even than 29. But Dallas is a juggernaut right now, man. I mean, that when they play like this, their defense is flying around. I know they gave up points, but that offense was just – they. the Bears' defense couldn't do anything against them to stop them, and Zeke wasn't even playing. I mean, when you watch them at their best, you do want to kind of put them up in that top echelon no of doubt. teams. But then you got to remember that they played the Bears because I was going to make the same statement as you as they could be a Super Bowl team if they play this way, but I guess any team could be a Super Bowl team if they play Chicago every week, except for yeah, the Bucks. Yeah, but, yeah, and Chicago, let's not forget, though, just went into Foxborough on Monday night and beat the Excuse shit out me, of the except for Except for the Patriots. Um, yeah. Got my shit teams uh, confused there. You guys Brady teams. Saints beat um, your Oakland, or whatever, Las Vegas Raiders 24 to nothing. Easily one of the worst predictions I've ever made, and I've made a good amount of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I'm an idiot. It's It's. Sean, I mean, you have Stefan Diggs out there, but there was also a team around it. it it's a tale as old as time. The star wide receiver Stephon does Diggs. not. I'm I'm using Stefan Diggs as a positive example to be to play devil's advocate to myself. You have Stefan Diggs in Buffalo. I know he got traded, but this is a prime example of why you trade for a star wide receiver but do nothing else, and it does not fucking matter. No. No, I'm glad you said that because at first I was like, what are you, you know, Stefan Diggs is on the Bills, right? No, but yeah, Monte um, Adams I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I got you. Um, had to let you go for a second there, but you you, you got it. Um, yeah, Devontae Adams is, a, is an unbelievable talent. He's a great player. I mean, we even saw this with Hopkins with Arizona, right? Okay, they put up a few more points and maybe they're a little bit more fun. What has he done with that team, really? You know, like not a whole lot. I mean, I don't think that they're a lot different than they were before him. And – I could tell you right now, I mean, they don't even look, Derek Carr doesn't even look in the direction. Like, what has happened to Renfro? Like, he doesn't even get targeted anymore. And Waller like, doesn't even play football anymore. No. It, they're, they're a clusterfuck. I mean, Josh McDaniels, I, Jesus Christ, this guy is not meant to be a head coach, Tom. No, he's not. Kingsbury's not. There's a, a lot of guys in the league that are not. Bowles is not. Salah's looking like he's not. I mean, do I have to go further down the list? I'm trying to think. Um. Well, we know Nathaniel Hackett's definitely. Not. Yeah, yeah. He got a dub, man. Okay, good for him. I mean, they should have lost if it wasn't Jacksonville. Yep. They're no, I, I agree with you. Yeah, there's they're a terrible team, three and four maybe. Um, but they're a terrible team too. I I don't know. I mean, listen, the Saints, I want to give them a lot of credit. I mean, they, listen, they, they obviously played a great defensive game. But, I mean, when you don't score a single point, like you said in college football, you should be docked to your top 25 ranking immediately. If you don't score a single point in today's NFL, like, 
I, that's not necessarily good job by the other team. That's really bad on you guys too. Yeah, we might have to send them uh, automatic last place. Oh, what a terrible pick. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Um, Eagles just killed the Steelers. Kenny Pickett, I don't think, is the guy. Nope. But it's hard when you're It's going to be interesting. Eagle, I mean, the Steelers are not looking like they're going to win a lot of games. It's going to be interesting when they get a top whatever pick, what they decide to do. They're going to probably go the Arizona route. Oh, yeah, back-to-back? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, listen. Hey, at least they have decision. at least they have themselves a coach. Arizona does they not do. have that. Arizona does not have that. But yeah, I mean, you got to think about it, right, man? Like, what would you do? Are you going to pass on a generational talent, possibly like a C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, just because you just took Kenny Pickett? Kenny no. Pickett doesn't look like the guy to me. Not at all. Kenny Pickett looks like a uh, career backup. It's going to get a couple starts, make a little bit of noise, and that's it. Yeah, you know, he can use his athleticism a little bit, and, and that kind of guy is always valuable to have as a backup. But that's, like you said, that's about it. Going to the Philly side, man, I mean, this team, I, I don't know when they lose a game. And I hate to say that, but I don't know when they lose. I mean, we, we've looked at their schedule, and they've already been through the tough part. And it's they're winning effortlessly, too. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I read a stat that Hurts hasn't thrown a hasn't thrown a pass um trailing in the second half yet this year i believe it i believe it well look at aj brown three three touchdown catches i mean you, you've got Devonte. i mean it's just it's an embarrassment of riches it really is what a job rebuilding this team listen two years ago they were really falling apart you know they're tanking week 17 and now they're the best team and i mean they're the best team in the nfc i think we can say that right Oh, not even really, not even close. Yeah, I guess the only other teams you would put in there is maybe Dallas, maybe Minnesota. Maybe the, the Niners, but the Niners also lost last week. Right. Yeah, I would say maybe it's only Dallas and Minnesota that you would put them with. Yep. So. No, and, and Minnesota, I really hesitate to do that as well, just because who's running the running the quarterback position there. Yep, and obviously they, you know, the the Eagles just made moves, so they got better. Like, they're they're an absolutely dominant team, man. They're they are so good, and it makes me so upset. Titans beat the Texans seventeen ten. The Derrick Henry Invitational. Anytime he plays the Texans, he runs all over him, and that's what he did Sunday. Yep, um, I mean Malik Willis started this game, and shout out to Vrabel, man. I thought this team was going to suck, and he is holding it down with good defense and a good running game. And sometimes that's really what it is. I mean, let's be honest, man. In this league, sometimes it's not as about not about as much winning the game. It's just not losing the game. And they, they don't lose games. They they are the definition of win ugly, man. Yep. Well, I think that's what you really see with a good coach because most coaches can be really good with a lot of talent. And that's why I'm excited about Brian Dable is we've seen him as a coordinator be really great with a lot of talent. But look at what he's done with this Giants team. This Giants team reminds me a lot of that Tennessee team. Not a lot of offense, but you're winning with really good defense and you're not turning the ball over. I mean, Malik Willis made his first start. He didn't have to do shit. No. I've heard enough about Brian Day, but why don't you just kiss him? I would if I could. <laughs> um, all right. Commanders beat the Colts 17-16 in a crazy comeback. This team plays for Taylor Heineke. And Sam Ellinger in his first start, I think, played well enough to win, but the Colts suck. That's your Texas boy. 
Uh, yeah, the Colts do suck, especially if uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to keep getting dinged up. I mean, last year, the Colts' winning formula was just give it to Don- Jonathan Taylor and let him take care of it. I think that has really cost him. He's gotten hurt a lot this year, um, and and they just don't have the quarterback or the offensive weapons to sustain any type of offense if they're not just going to shove the ball into the chest of Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, and, and we saw Pittman have a couple big drops in this game. You know, Washington I don't think is anything particularly good, but I, they are a different team with Heineke than they are with whomever else they have you know, leading that quarterback. It's funny. It's it's kind of like the Panthers. It's like, hey, why don't why don't you throw the ball to DJ Moore and this guy's and they're just like, why don't you throw the ball to Terry McLaurin? Let's let's just try. Let's see what happens. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. almost a good thing. Yeah, it's like good things happen when you get the ball to your best player. Yeah, no doubt about it. Another guy I drafted. <laughs> Man, I'm I I know how to evaluate talent. That's what I know how to do. Big um, dogs. I traded him away though. <laughs> Won the trade big time. What'd you get it for? Traded um, Jamal Williams when um, Swift was hurt and um, Terry McLaurin for C.D. Lamb. Nice. Yeah, that's a good that's a good trade by you. C.D. Lamb had a big day the other day, and Dak likes throwing his way. Um, fun one here. 49ers beat the Rams. Not fun because of the score, but fun because we got to see Christian McCaffrey unlocked in San Francisco, and my God, did he have a day. Yeah, I mean, is it uh, outside of a punt slash kick return for a touchdown? He scored it every way he could. Yeah, threw for one, ran for one, caught one. Uh, that's the formula. The defense played a good game. Thought I was and, watching like a, a high school football game there, where there's the one player that's committed D one somewhere, and the rest of them are, you know, never going to play football again. <laughs> yeah, it did feel that way. Uh, by the way, the Rams not very good. They they don't have any. Any no of that juice from last year, none at all. They didn't trade Cam Akers, which I thought was really weird. Um, they had some other they're guys bringing that him back. Traded. Yeah, I mean they're just they're just trying to run it back, but it's like no, they're bringing him not, back now. No, I know. I that's what I, I'm agreeing with you. Is like I know they're bringing him back, but they're they're trying to run it back too with most of the same core as last year, and they don't. Their offensive line is in shambles. They don't run the ball well at all. Stafford's arm doesn't look great, and their defense gives up a lot of big plays. Yeah, I think they could keep that locker for Odell. I, maybe they could change it to somebody else because I think he's like shit. I could go somewhere else and probably win again. I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame him going somewhere else. The Rams look like they're toast, and Stafford looks like he's toast too. Talk about another guy that should have hung it up. There's a lot of that, man. There's a lot of that. They could have gone out on top. Aaron Donald, too. He's still put. He's still a beast, but he's not having fun this year. No, not at all. Bills beat the Packers 27-17. to I mean, I think it's safe to say this is the best team in football. You get the Chiefs on the right day. It's, 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 they're, they're neck and neck. But, yeah, the Bills are an amazing team. Yep, and I think the AFC Championship game is going to be probably the real Super Bowl again this year unless the Eagles have something to say about that. Yeah, the Eagles are the only other team, barring any crazy change, that could threaten the Bills the Chiefs. Um, and if it's in Orchard Park, the Bills get their real get their real chance uh, instead of having to go to Arrowhead again. But, man, I'm telling you, the Packers, I know they lost, and listen, they just the receivers are not great, but... They ran the ball, I thought, really effectively in this game. Hopefully they get Lazard back this week. They can have 
just another weapon. Um, yeah, I'm 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 trying to think of uh, the third best team in the AFC right now. I mean, there's three teams in the NFL, and then there's three, uh, two or three maybe half teams. If you throw the Cowboys, Vikings, Titans in there, and maybe the Niners, and that's it. Everything else is yeah. just a complete crapshoot. Yep, I say, I mean, you don't feel this way because they're not even close to the same caliber of team as Buffalo and Kansas City, but you you might have to be fair to Tennessee and say, I mean, Baltimore, it, it, they're, when yeah. they're right, they're yeah. right there, but they, they're not Their defense sucks, and they year. can't run the ball. They've got a lot of holes, and the Titans do too, obviously. Rec- yeah, and the receivers in Baltimore aren't great either. Yep. No, no doubt about it, especially with Andrews. I think he's dinged up. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I mean, listen. I, I don't. I don't know how to handicap this season. It's a weird one for sure. It's. It's really. It's. It, it's just Buffalo, Kansas City, Philly, and everybody else. Yep. And to cap off the weirdness of the season, like you said, the Browns beat the Bengals on Monday Night Football, thirty-two to thirteen. Chubb. Shocked. Chubb just said, "Get on my back." This was a shocking result. Yeah, no, no other way to put it, man. I mean, Burrow just looks stifled by this defense all night long. Maybe the chase injury was more impactful than I thought. Uh, yeah, me too. I had them. Because, I mean, it, all of those kind of quick throws and just knows what exactly Chase is going to do, like the back of his hand, not having him. I mean, he still has an ensemble of talent, but you don't have a Jamar Chase, and it's kind of like a really good you know, player being double teamed all the time in the NBA is you got to have good complements of guys, um, you know, and, and they don't really – you have that double team, that constant that constant notice on uh, Jamar Chase all the time frees up a lot of space for these other guys, and they're not getting that now. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, it just adds to the to the wackiness of this season. But you ready to recap some picks? Let's do it. All right, we went on Phillips's pod. We made some picks. We went one and th- we went one and two. We only made three picks. We got our Cowboys pick right. I think he went one and three as w- or one and two as well. Um, I think he had Jets, Giants, and the Rams. From what I remember. So he he didn't do any better than us, but um, if you guys want to go listen to that pod, eventually I'll tweet it out. Um, all right, Sean, recap. We both had the Jets. I took the Giants to try and neg your Seattle pick. That was stupid. I, I really saw Seattle winning that game, and I should have just stuck with you on that one. Um, I had the Bengals minus three, and we literally just talked about that game. Embarrassing. Um, you had the Jags minus three. Um that's a, that was a loss too. Russell Wilson got you there. The high knees. I guess you weren't doing enough of them in your apartment um, or at work. <laughs> and then yeah, I guess not. Fuck Russell Wilson. And then I had the Cowboys. You had the Bengals. So we both went one and three. Wasn't a good week. No, and in this wonky season, wacky, wonky, weird, whatever, all the W's. Um, <laughs> we are both still above five hundred. Uh, I am 17 and 14. You are 19 and 12. Uh, we have the Giants on a bye week this week. So as tradition has it, I believe we picked the Monday night game. So we're going to go ahead and do that. Um, but first, let's talk about the Jets. The Jets face the Bills this week. 
Oh, by the way, the Astros are three outs from a no-hitter in the World Series. I know. Crazy. It's going to be a combined, which I hate, um, but that's just modern baseball for you. Um, Jets are at home, and they are home dogs minus 12 or plus 12 and a half. I got the Bills. I really wanted to go with the Jets because the number is so huge. But I'm just watching Buffalo every week. I, I gotta agree with you. I'm going to Bills too. And you know what the thing is? Is I think talent wise, the Jets could hang with the Bills to the point where they could keep this as a ten point game. But do you know, just from what you've seen over the last few weeks, they are gonna make two to three really, really dumb penalties that the Bills, more than any team in the NFL, are gonna take advantage of and turn it into points. Yeah, and they might capitalize on one or two Zach Wilson mistakes as well. No doubt about it. All right. Uh, give me your first out-of-market game. I guess we'll pick the Monday night game last, just because that's the way I have it written up here, Sean. And, you know, sorry, I'm running the show today, I guess. I'm going to follow your lead, so uh, I will do I will do exactly that. Um, I'm going to New England. Patriots are a five-and-a-half-point home favorite over Indianapolis. I've seen enough out of Indianapolis to know that they just really suck, particularly offensively. I don't think the Patriots are a great team by any stretch of the imagination, but I think they have a formula that can work. And uh, as long as Mac Jones doesn't fuck it up, I I think the Patriots can run all over this Colts defense, and I'm going to take the Pats. I like that. First pick for me, I got the Falcons at home, plus three. I mean, listen, I know I've been riding for the Chargers and Staley all year. I, I think a few weeks ago I admitted that he was stupid. Um with the injuries that the Chargers have and the way they've been playing football, can you tell me why they should be three-point favorites on the road in Atlanta, especially the way the Atlanta offense is playing? Um, two reasons. One, people have dramatically overrated Justin Herbert, and that's not me saying he sucks. He doesn't suck. As a matter of fact, I think he's really good. But he's certainly not to the caliber that people have talked about him. Uh, and secondly, I think a lot of people haven't watched many Falcons games because they're competitive in every fucking game. So, no doubt I, about I, it, and I think they are what we're not. We're eight weeks in the season. I think they're like eight and one against the spread. So, I'm I'm going to ride with that um, for those two reasons. I'm no, going to try. And, I'm going to try and take advantage of this uh, off spread. Uh, third game for you. By the way, I like that pick a lot. Uh, I'm you. going to Cincinnati. Carolina is a seven and a half point road dog. I don't. I just saw what Cincinnati put out there on Monday night and. Jamar Chase is not back for this game. Tom, I didn't like a single thing I saw. Meanwhile, in Carolina, I think P.J. Walker has actually played pretty good quarterback, and he's got D.J. Moore, who might be able to hold on to his helmet. Uh, seven and a half is a big number. I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Panthers as a road road dog here. I don't mind that pick at all. I really don't. I stared at that one, and I stared at the Patriots one for a while. Um, I'm going to Arizona. I think Seattle keeps it rolling here. Yeah. I mean, listen, I know Arizona's at home, but I just don't think this ass team should ever be favored. <laughs> well, Seattle beat them in Seattle a couple weeks ago, too. Yep. I know it's tough to beat a team twice in a year, but I think Seattle can hang around with them, and I think Arizona's terrible at stopping the run. That's something they're very bad at, and Seattle can really run the ball, especially with this Kenneth Walker the third guy. And um, I just uh, – Geno's playing – I don't even know if it's above his head, way above his head at this point. I, I think it's been enough weeks to say, I don't know, Seattle might have found themselves a quarterback. I guess we'll wait and see. This might just be who Geno is. 
Yeah, you know, he's an incredibly accurate quarterback. He feeds off the running game well. He's got two really good wide receivers. Um, I mean, this is a good complimentary football team, having just watched them beat my team. I think Geno Smith is a very competent quarterback in today's NFL. He's not necessarily the sexiest name out there, but he's going to win you a lot of fucking games, man. Would love him on my Jets. Would love to have him back. Yeah, I bet you would. Um Unfortunately, Seattle, I don't think, wants Zach Wilson. Um, that's a good pick by you. All right, Monday night game in lieu of the New York football giants who are on by. The Baltimore Ravens, Tom, are in New Orleans. You're not using this for your sperm bank pick of the week, are you? No, uh, the sperm bank decided to take a bye week this week. Ah, okay. Yeah, with the weird say. NFL, I'm going to make it a little weirder. No sperm bank. If oh, there right. was a sperm bank, it's the Falcons. <laughs> okay, but it's not an official one, so we can't we can't say anything if it doesn't hit. Yeah. Uh, all right. the The Ravens are in the Superdome against the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are two and a half point home dogs. I'm going to take the Ravens here. I'm right there with you. I think this game's going to be close enough to where the Ravens don't have to lean on their run game and then blow it. So I think Lamar is going to have to do some things, and I think he will. I do too, uh, and you know. I, I really do give a lot of credit to the to the Saints. I think that they're a decent team in this weird season. They're going to win some games. They're going to lose some games. But if they can unlock Kamara, who just had a really good game last week against the Raiders. Another Greenwich uh, big dog. There you go. That's something to look for. But, uh, okay, so we're both riding with the Ravens. Tom, I can't believe we just made week nine picks. This season is halfway over after next Monday. Yeah, I mean, with the Jets looking the way they are after last week, I'm ready for the season to be done. <laughs> Not to mention your wallet is too. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. Actually, no. I have uh, I have not bet on the NFL since like week two. I I I, I, get- I sniffed it out really early this year, where I was like, "Not my year. Just not my year. Let's stick to basketball and baseball." And college I give football. you a lot. I give you a lot of credit for that because there's a lot of people that could have made that proclamation and would have been pulled right back in. Um, so to know that you actually have stuck your ground, fortunately, you've had plenty of else, as you just detailed. By the way, we are one out away from a no hitter, a combined no hitter in Game Four of the World Series. Tough to come Pretty back from. Shit. Yeah, it is, man. I mean, I. I don't know how much it means. It's certainly not like a Sandy Koufax pitching a no-hitter, a perfect game in the World Series, but it's pretty fucking amazing. I mean, and this Phillies team, you know, last night, they hit, what, five home runs? Yep. No, I mean, that's that's the Phillies for you, though. Um, last What was the last postseason no-hitter? Was it Roy Holiday for yeah, the Phillies? Right. Yeah, unless there was a combined one sometime in there. Definitely no, no singular pitchers done it. Yeah, so anyway, pretty interesting there. Uh, Tom, what else you got going on, man? Not much. I mean... They got it, by the way. Game over. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, somebody... I'm, I'm just turning my back because I have it on in the, uh, in the guest room here. No big deal. We have a guest room, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, <laughs> not much going on. I mean, I don't know if you saw the New York weather coming up between daylight savings time this weekend, which is going to be a nice extra hour in the... The weather going to be in the 70s. Michaela's working. I think you know what that oh, means for me. Oh, <laughs> I know exactly what that means for you. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty simple. Good for you. Where are you going to play? Um, I don't know. My cousin who goes to Oneonta, I was supposed to play with him last weekend, but we had a frost delay, and he just could not wait the hour for the frost delay. Fucking big baby. Um, 
I told him maybe we can make a rain date this week, so I may drive to Monticello with my buddy, which is an hour and a half from here and an hour and a half from Oneonta, so we can meet exactly in the middle. Because uh, there's a beautiful course that we played um, once last year and once this year, Leatherstock and Golf Course, uh, right at the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's where at the at the Astega or something hotel. One, honestly, it's my favorite golf course right now. It's not the best golf course I've ever played, not the highest ranked, but it is my favorite golf course. It's where all the Hall of Famers stay and they all play. Um, I was going to go up there and play with him again, and I was just like, Phew. I don't know if I want to make that three-hour drive, though. I just don't know. Well, you talked about that drive on a previous podcast, but no, that does sound I, like fun. If I'm pretty sure yeah. I talked about renting. I'm, I'm pretty sure I talked about chartering a plane. That's exactly what you did. Yeah. And, that didn't uh, happen. I, no, and I, I noticed how I didn't even ask if you were going to do that. Um, but that sounds like fun, man. You got to enjoy the last of these weekends while you can. I mean, if you're getting a 70-degree day and first weekend of November, you got to fucking take it. No doubt, man. When you got anything going on, I'm sure it's 70 there all the time. Yeah, it's beautiful here every day right now. Uh, no, nothing planned. Uh, we'll just see what happens. Last weekend was a lot of fun. Um, and had a lot going on. So this weekend, um, some friends are out of town, so I'm sure I'll find my way into something, but there's some good college football on at least. At least you got that and some shit NFL. That and some shit NFL. I can put the, don't have to worry about the Giants this week. That's true. It's a good week. It's Uh, a good week. Seen any good shows, anything good going on outside of Kyrie Irving? <laughs> the Kyrie Irving shit, man. I mean, to answer your question, no, I have not been watching any shows. Uh, but you know that I, I, the Kyrie Irving thing, man. I just, I don't know if I'm more pissed if I'm just like how you know this guy talks about being this intellectual, and I'm like, did you watch the whole video, the whole movie, quote unquote? I don't like when people say documentary because most of that shit. That was in that thing wasn't true. Documentary is supposed to be true. Um, it's just like you just posted it to get what kind of reaction. Because if you watched the entire thing, I don't think you would have reposted it. So he's just he's just a pain in the ass. You were about to say idiot. You were about to say it, and I think you're right. <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna go I ahead and say it. <laughs> he's an idiot with like common sense. You know, he's not an idiot. Like, he's not a dense person. It's just, he just, he's, like I said, he's that friend of yours that goes just, down YouTube rabbit holes at 2 in the morning and wants to talk to you about why you're wrong and that the whole world is full of conspiracy theories. And it's just like, I'm not interested. Yeah, he walks into every room and thinks he's the smartest. And that's and never point, a way to go about it. No, it's not. And at this point, it's becoming dangerous. And it's like you can't say you stand for all equality and all races and all religious beliefs and then do something like that. Like whether you're in yeah, I don't think he's anti Semitic anti Semitic, but it doesn't matter. You can't do that shit. So it's just it's exhausting. I have been taking a little bit of break from some sports pods because I'm like, this is this isn't even sports anymore. <laughs> yeah, give it a week, he'll do something else. We know we will. All right, man. Well, I hope you enjoy your uh, your next round of golf. I know it's going to be one of the latter ones for your year, but enjoy it while you can. Take a nice drive up there. Sorry you won't have a private plane. Um, and we'll be back at it next week. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Everybody enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll be talking to you soon. <laughs>